you gotta get your get your head in the game. You gotta get your get your get your head, head in the game. You gotta get your get your head in the game. You gotta get your get your get your head in the game. You gotta get your get your head in the game. You gotta get your get your get your get your head in the game. Oh, that was probably a lag there. That's all right. That's all right. That sound that was quite a lag. But you know what? You know what? There's been multiple things lagging. First of all, possibly the sound. Secondly. The fact that we've gone back to our three-monthly break hiatus between episodes. The last time we had an episode of this famously infamous podcast, we had just finished the ball, and now we're weeks away from the rural ball. Oh, that's right. forgotten about that. That's right. But you know what? In case people have forgotten about us, welcome to episode 17 of Meaty Medicine. My name is Dwayne Quadros, and in front of me, luckily or unluckily for the viewer not to see, is a man with no shirt on. Okay, <laughs> Mate, how's it going? You haven't even talked about the lower half. How are we going? <laughs> I don't want to talk about the lower Fortunately, half. Fortunately, you have spared that view. Um, oh, mate. Mate, I'm going well. Uh, yep. My name's Caven, and this is Dwayne. <laughs> and today, we're back on Meaty Medicine. Uh, That's right. We're rusty, as you can probably see. Yep. Yep, the hinges need a bit of CR7, WD40. Um, it needs something. Yeah, how have you yeah, been, doing? Mate, it's been a it's been a crazy time. Like we've yeah. had, we've just obviously started into semester two, um, and we briefly saw each other, didn't we, Kevin, um, mm. at the student conference? We did. Uh, that was held in person at the very uh, exuberant, luscious uh, surrounds of uh, the Pullman Hotel, South Melbourne, um, <laughs> for an in-person conference with a with a rather virtual uh, element to it. Mm. So that was an interesting sort of amalgam of the mm. two worlds that we've been living in. But no, it was good, mate. Uh, how about you? What's been happening? Well, speaking of the confidence, I probably had the best day of the year thus far <laughs> where <laughs> I met my hero, uh, oh, Mr. Yes. Tally from the infamous textbook, Tally and O'Connor. That's right. And we were fortunate enough to get a picture with him, uh, Dwayne and I. We were. Um, and we were also fortunate enough to quiz him on his favourite clinical side. Oh, yes. Um, yes. He provided us with the answer of abdominal tenderness. I think um, it was shifting dullness. Oh. <laughs> Wait, abdominal tenderness is... Oh, I guess it is a clinical sign. Yeah, yeah I don't know what I'm thinking. Yes, yep. it was shifting dullness. Shifting dullness. Um, yep. Indicative of... Ascites, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, well, um, let's just leave it there because yes. uh, that was MD2. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what are we doing today? Yeah, mate. Well, look, um, I want to say that I am a really big fan of our new format and that makes it two people who really enjoy our format, which is you and me. <laughs> because I think one of the one of the things that we've realized is this is a really good way for us to actually revise and actually prepare for one of our assessments, uh, which is essentially just talking through cases, coming up with differentials. And today, mate, I want to introduce you to the case of Troy Bolton. Troy oh my God. Bolton. They say yep. don't meet your heroes. We've now met two. We met <laughs> we met Mr. T- Professor Tally and on a slightly different stratosphere, uh Troy Bolton, is, a fictional um, character. Is old mate Veronica coming through as well? Wow. wow. Wait, is it Veronica? Vanessa? I think it is Veronica. Vanessa. Vanessa. Vanessa, yep. that's it. That's yep, it. that's <laughs> 
just hitting, just kicking goals this afternoon on BT Medicine. Um, that's right, mate. And Troy, Troy, uh, uh, you know, he's just finished uh, a taxing season in the college program uh, mm. with the Wildcats, with the mm. Wildcats. And he has actually been brought into ED um, because, mate, he's, he's, he's played a game. He's gone home. He's done his usual, you know, post, post-game rituals, ice bath, steroids, mm. etc. Um and mate, he's woken up this morning with possibly the worst headache that he's ever had in his life. Oh, so, twenty-five-year-old no, really. Troy Bolton mm. uh, with the worst headache he's ever had in his life. And what I want you to do, Caven, just with that little piece of information, <clears throat> I want you to tell me when I'm when you're hearing person with a headache, mm. uh, what are some what are some differentials straight away uh, that you that you want to consider? Uh, because obviously, that's going to guide your your history and your examination. Mm. So what are you so feeling, mate? Is this independent of the fact that he's an athlete? Do you just mean in general? Wow, that's a good question. I never, I, well, I, maybe in general. Let's go in, in general. general. Okay, yep. so yep. when I'm thinking about headache, uh, you've got to start with the primary headache. Mm. So uh, when I say primary headache, I mean headache intrinsic. The, the cause is intrinsically the headache. Yes. I don't know if that's a great yep. way to phrase it. but yep. So you've got the the trifecta. You've got the... <laughs> the big three. <laughs> yeah. The big three. The triple threat, not unlike wow. Troy Bolton himself. Well, we <laughs> he can sing, he can play basketball. And he can dance. He can dance he can on the dance. court and on the stage. Boom, boom. <laughs> Watch me whipping Nene all day. <laughs> so the triple threat for the primary headache is um tension headache, yep. which is mainly stress-related. That's yep. the one we all get day-to-day mm. um, when you're, you know, you're working hard, you're stressed out, you're talking to someone annoying, um, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> um, and you get a tender neck and things like that. Um, hang on, yes, you do. Neck yeah, you muscle can. soreness, yeah, yes. Mm, mm. Um, and it will feel like a band around your head. Maybe I won't go into this much detail. Yes, we can talk about yes. that later. So that's right. Um, tension headache, migraines, yep. and cluster headaches. So that's Perfect. the iconic trio mm, um mm. then moving away from primary causes i'd usually go through the surgical sieve so Brilliant. i use vitamin c d e f mm. and i still don't know what some of those nope. letters stand for nope. i just go for the letters i do know <laughs> okay. so uh v is vascular so yes. i'm thinking of any kind of vascular cause for a headache so you know obviously you got your stroke um, and when I say stroke, I mean thrombotic and hemorrhagic, mm. as we've discussed oh, yeah. copiously in the past. <laughs> Episode um, one, meteorism. <laughs> I seem to remember some kind of very contrived and flawed waterfall. No, it was the water slide. Water the water, water yeah, slide. the fat, the fat person <laughs> on the water slide. Uh, I think so it, from, I think it was just me just just <laughs> manifesting trauma from oh, my past. My Wait, my um headphones undone. One second. Oh I yeah. Can't hear you. you back on i'm back on there we go can i just take this moment just to whilst you sort of you know the the, the listeners might feel i'm a bit flustered today and i am <laughs> number one it is rusty but number two mate what has happened to you like your body's just amazing like oh, the traps the distribution <laughs> of the four chest hairs 
you know, the, the rounded yes, deltoids. A, Mate, you've been working hard. No, there's this website called um, Thai Anabolics that you might be familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's all, it's all nutrition and Mate, going to go. church, being what? the gym, <laughs> going to temple, doing the pilgrimage. You leave Jesus out of your mess. <laughs> Um, but fair enough. So stroke is one of yes, them. Yes, so stroke, uh, hemorrhagic as mm. well. So mm. hemorrhagic stroke, so intracerebral bleeds, but then yep. non-stroke related brain and well, head bleeds. So mm. subdermal hemorrhages, extradural hemorrhages, yep. all of that. So that's my vascular stuff. Mm. Um, also under vascular, I'd put giant cell arteritis, even though Ooh. that's like autoimmune vascular kind of yep. thing. Yep. But you get that... Um, how does it work again? Jaw claudication. I think if you're chewing a lot, you get the headache. Anyway, so that's for V. Let me think. I can't remember what I stands for. Or oh, probably infective. Mm. So mm. Uh, we got meningitis. Yep. Really important to think about in kids, especially. Yep. But, you mm. know, um, it is a, something you can consider in adults also. That's right. Uh, so you got the really significant bacterial meningitis, mm. um, which you have to jump on, and then the less significant um, viral meningitis mm. also. Mm. Um, so T, I think I think of traumatic. So yeah. I guess extradural, mm. subdural mm. kind of come in there. Yeah. Um, oh, also subarachnoid, I forgot to mm. mention. That's a big um, one. Subarachnoid hemorrhage. Mm. Um, I I think is autoimmune. So again, the giant cell. Yeah, the arteritis. Yep. Yeah. Uh, M. I think it's metabolic. Mm. Can't really think of too many. No. Um. I another eye. I was getting there's a lot of eyes in there. You're yeah. very confused by it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna skip eye and neoplastic. So yep. you can have a um intracranial tumor. Mm. Whether that is a metastasis, which is Ooh, uh, quite common, uh, or uh, a primary yep. brain, brain tumour. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so quite unlike, well, I don't know. Who am I to say? But you know. who, who are any of us to say? Just two med students running a medical-based <laughs> podcast. Which is, this, this is what happens when NBN gives me Wi-Fi. I do a podcast. Um, um I think that's enough from me. That's good. Is that, is that decent? That that was more than decent. That oh, was yeah. as exquisite as your upper body is. <laughs> In fact, this if, if there ever was rationale for this to be a vlog rather than a podcast, <laughs> this is it. This is it. Um, oh, so brilliant, brilliantly done, mate. So I love the fact that you split primary and secondary. Mm-hmm. I personally have always been confused between what the hell primary and secondary mean. Primary mm. essentially according to the American Medical Journal, essentially means that you can't really nail down an identifiable cause. Right. Okay. Um, so it's, 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 it's an issue in itself, like mm. you correctly said. Um, whereas the secondary, it's usually there's some sort of identifiable pathology mm. that's then exerting either by its presence or by the consequences of that on the brain tissue and the different layers in, that, in the head. Um, that's gonna, and that's why it's a secondary thing. So, um, look, man, I'm reminded of, of this point as, uh, uh, by a song by Aerosmith um, that goes, <laughs> "I don't want to miss a thing." And there are certain diagnoses there that you've nailed that you never want to miss right. in a headache, right? And you've mentioned meningitis, which I mm. think is fantastic. I think something we can throw in there as well is encephalitis, right. along that yeah. meningitis thing. Um, yeah. Something to think about. Um, 
the subarachnoid hemorrhage and the, obviously the brain lesions, very important. Um, and, and Kaven has nailed on it in the fact that the brain lesions, obviously it's going to be there, but you also want to figure out, is it a metastasis or is it the primary brain lesion? Because if it's a metastasis, yeah. then you're wondering where, where is the actual primary, whether it's the mm. lungs or bone or whatever. When there's it is. smoke, there's fire. That's right, brother. That, well, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant stuff, mate. So, so um, keeping that in mind, Troy Bolton, 25-year-old, star sportsman, worst headache of his life, brought in by the ambulance. Um, do you want to ask me a few maybe history questions and I'll give you, I'll give you some, uh, mm. some answers. Okay, Troy. First off, how's the um, theatrical career going? Do you have any production? It's good, mate. Them? It's good. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, um, actually, I've been cast in a what's that? That show where they're running along the beach. David Hasselhoff, Pamela oh. Anderson. You know the one. I really don't. Oh, I've totally forgotten it. <laughs> I've totally forgotten it. Well, it's not going well. Essentially, <laughs> is, the, is the summary. Mm. Uh, it's not going well. Uh, but yeah, mate, I'm. Just this headache, just it's the worst I've ever felt. Never right. felt like this. Okay. It's real bad. Um, whereabouts is the headache? It's all over, brother. It's all, all over. over. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. not particularly lateralizing to one side. No, it? no, no, yeah. no. It's all okay. over. Um, so it doesn't feel like it's particularly behind your eye or anything? No, no. I mean, the last time I had a focal headache, Vanessa was still in my life. So um, <laughs> since we moved, <laughs> since, since oh, we moved that up. Yeah, we did. We did. Really yeah. sorry to hear that. That's Are you okay. still in contact with her? No, she actually settled for cordon bleu, which is not only um, a chicken dish, but actually the way I mock the other guy who was in High School Musical, the guy with the frizzy hair. <laughs> I think his name was Corbin Blue. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, we're not in contact. So anymore. you're not able to put me in contact with her, right? Unfortunately not, brother. Ah, you know, I mean, okay. plenty of snakes in Australia. So... Um, <laughs> I need to worry about that. All right, back to the headache. Sorry to digress. Um, there were more pressing issues. Uh, so I'm just thinking if I should ask about the quality of the headache. Um, could you tell? Could you describe it with an adjective? Yeah, it's it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Um, it does feel like a pressure. Okay. But that's just because I, I'm really struggling to describe it. It's just all yeah, over the place. Okay. It's very Probably global. Question. Uh, yeah, so I, yeah. It just, yeah, it's just tough. So you're saying it's pretty terrible. Is this kind of like a 10 out of 10? Situation? I would say it's 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. I would say 10. it's 8 yeah. out of 10. Yeah. But the thing that's concerning me, I guess, is that it was there last night after mm. the game. When I, and we won the game. So, I mean, it's, it wasn't a, you know, it's, oh, we've mm. lost the game. What a headache. Um, but I noticed it was there. I took mm. some paracetamol and went to sleep. Mm. This morning, I've woken up with it, and it's really causing issues here. Uh, okay. Yes, it's got it worse. Thanks, we'll man. do our That's best right. to get you back on the court. Thank you. Um, so in terms of the time course, so you, yep. you've mentioned you noticed it yesterday after yep. the game. Correct. Um, you went home. You managed to fall asleep. I did. I did. Yep. yep. And you woke up. Did you wake up at all in the night, or you slept? No. Well, in fact, I slept. Decently well during the night. I was feeling a bit drowsy and groggy. Yep. Um, but I just thought, you know, hectic game. Mm. Um, and then I was actually woken up by the pain this morning. It was just that bad. Right. Okay. Yeah. And what time did you come in? Um, it's about 7 o'clock in the morning uh, okay. now. I yeah. woke up at about 5.30. Okay. Yeah. Great. Uh, you must be tired, Troy. <laughs> well, I usually am carrying this hopeless bunch of idiots <laughs> on my back that we call a basketball team. But Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, it's a hard life. 
So does anything make this headache particularly work? Maybe movements or um, No, not particularly. Um, I mean, coming into this ED is just horrible, to be mm. honest. I mean, you know, Bright Lights, Big City. I think that's the start of a start of a song by Alicia Keys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the lights, the lights, the sound is just really irritating me. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying not to be soft about it because you know what right. people say. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to, <laughs> just trying to think of people in worse situations than me right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, you're such a good man, Troy. So, did Thank you say you. you're single at the moment? Um, I'm married to the game, brother. Married to the game. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, you mentioned it started after the game yesterday. Yeah. Did you sustain any head trauma during the game? No. No, I didn't. Oh really? Mm. I, th- I really thought you were, that's where it was where we were going. So now I'm a bit off, off balance. <laughs> what do you think? Something has happened in the game. Dude's <laughs> got an epidural hemat. Someone's yeah. just gone and clocked him on the side of yeah. the head. Yeah. Oh no, no the no. plot thickens. <laughs> that's right. The that's plot right. Thickens. Okay. Um, okay. Now I'm just going to do a little review of systems. Yes. So first, I'm going to ask him about neurological systems. Mm. So. Mm. Have you noticed any uh, muscle weakness? No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, any tingling anywhere in your body? No, I haven't. No? Okay. Have you vomited at all? Um, you know what? I have vomited twice today. Uh, right. One was in the ambulance and one was whilst I was waiting for you to see me. Right. Okay. And has anyone given you an anti-medic or anything? Um, I don't know what that is, but they put oh. something in my they, – they gave me uh, – they put, you know, when they put the line in, yeah. Uh, in the ambulance, they gave me something called Bondanzatron. I think it's what it's called. Oh, Bondanzatron. I yep. see. Yeah, yep. it was probably on Danzatron. But yeah. No, no, it was Bondanzatron. Oh, okay. So, okay, yeah. 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 Right. the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Have you been feeling dizzy at all? Um, not particularly. I was a bit disorientated this morning uh, when I woke up mm. at 5.30. Um. But I've been, you know, once I've been on the ambulance stretcher, I've just been lying down essentially. So I haven't really had to stand up. It's yeah, hard to okay. say. Okay. I'm just trying to think of my neurosymptoms mnemonic because I, <laughs> God damn it. I've like forgotten them. So it was headache, headache, nausea, vomiting, yeah, uh, muscle weakness, paresthesias. Um, what else? Oh, I guess I could ask about change in bladder, but unlikely yeah have you noticed any change in your urination no nah, mate great stream shooting threes on the court and in the <laughs> bathroom long <laughs> range brother long this range. man's aim is unparalleled he doesn't even lift up the number two seat no he's just oh, yeah he's no, just threading the needle <laughs> mate they call me the lebron of the loo brother there's no issues with that threading the needle <laughs> um okay so moving on um I'm going to ask about, uh, with respect to meningitis, I'm going to ask about those systemic features. So do do you have a fever? Have you been feeling I do feel a bit hot, mate. I haven't haven't actually done my temperature at home. I do have four thermometers, but because I've focused on basketball, I actually can't read. So, um, yeah, not quite sure. Not quite sure. Okay. Um, (laughs) And did you say you were a bit sensitive to light? I'm sensitive in general, uh, but yeah, the light and the sound. This is the just the noise of this damn department. Right. You know? I okay. Mean, and would you yeah. say you have a stiff neck? 
Look, it is a bit sore, but I tend to get a stiff neck after the games. You know, I play in the point guard position, okay. so I'm turning around, bit of contact in the key. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah. Okay, so right now, Troy is kind of fulfilling the meningism mm. uh, triad. So the mm. photophobia, the neck stiffness, the headache. He's got the fever as well. Yep. Um, do you have a rash at all? No, no, not that I've okay. noticed. No new yeah. rashes. No. Okay. Now, um, just to rule out some other things. So yep. I'm going to ask about those other systemic symptoms that could be associated with an autoimmune condition like giant cell arteritis mm. or a neoplastic condition. Mm. Uh, even though they are both very low on my list. So yep. have you had any loss of weight or loss of appetite recently? Uh, no, not, no loss of weight or appetite. Um, yep. I'm actually the heaviest I've ever been. I had to bulk up. Oh, um, okay. So yeah, 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 just hitting that, hitting the Thai anabolic. Yeah, stuff. I can see the definition you've yep. got going. That's um, right. We'll That's talk right. later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So, have you been noticed a lot of fatigue recently? Um. No, I haven't. No. Okay. No. Um. I'm pretty happy in terms of my yeah. review system. Yeah. Right fair now. enough. Do you want to maybe um? Tell me any pertinent findings on history, Kevin, and how this has uh, changed your differentials, your extensive differential list yeah. that you gave me before. So, uh, yeah, yes. go for it, mate. So, Troy Bolton, 25-year-old male, has presented with basically a 12-hour history of a worsening headache yep. um, that wasn't relieved by regular painkillers. Mm-hmm. Um it's a, it's a generalized headache uh, of severity, 8 out of 10. It isn't associated with any recent trauma, uh, and it is worsened by sound lights mm. and associated with fever, um, yeah. neck stiffness, mm-hmm. And he doesn't, at the moment, seem to have any pertinent neurological symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has vomited twice in the yep. past 12 hours also. Sure. Um, so in terms of my differentials, mm. hmm, mening- meningitis is sitting yeah. at that height. Mm-hmm. Uh for the reasons I've described in terms of he has that meningitis triad yep. as well as the so – so he has fever, photophobia, neck stiffness and yep. headache. Um, let me think what else. So all those traumatic causes like mm-hmm. brain bleeds, things like that, much lower mainly because he hasn't had recent trauma and yep. – uh, he doesn't really have neurological symptoms. Yeah. So they're a bit lower. What else was I considering? Oh, shit. I, haven't, I didn't really think much about the primary headaches. So <laughs> um, I guess migraine could be a possibility. I should probably mm. ask about a family history. He has a very strong family history of migraines. <laughs> and he himself has been having migraines for the last year. Oh, okay. Yep. That is an important piece of information. There's I'm also a history of connective tissue disorder oh. in the family. And he's had two male relatives pass away from sudden brain aneurysms. Hmm. Just want to leave that with you. 
I just want to leave that with you. Okay. I still, despite the aneurysms, because of his mm. age, I still think the likelihood of that is low. Um, One of them pretty- passed away at 23. <laughs> the other passed away at 51. Okay. I guess I'll have to consider that aneurysm more closely now. Yep. Uh, and we'll talk about that when we get to investigations. Yep. Um, what were the other things you mentioned? So the migraines, obviously, now yeah. migraines are sitting a lot higher. Uh, tension headache. Maybe I should have asked about recent stress. No, no, nothing, okay. nothing out of the ordinary. Okay, and I know quite little about cluster headaches. They've always eluded me. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about it as well. <laughs> I think you get like a watery eye and some chorizal symptoms it. or something. That's it. I think, but yeah. Troy, have you had a watery eye recently? <laughs> <laughs> Except for I've when had you a, were crying during your breakup. <laughs> I've had a wandering eye, but I've never had a watery eye. <laughs> of course you would have a wandering eye, Troy. That's it. That's it. Um Okay, I'm pretty happy with yeah, the history. Mate. Yeah, yeah. No, brilliant stuff there, Kevin. So you have touched on characterizing the headache is very important. Getting a pain score. Um, you know, the 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 phrase of worst headache ever. Um, you know, one of those things you don't want to miss out, obviously, is your your uh, subarachnoid or any sudden thing that is happening. Um, you've gone to understand sort of is there nausea and vomiting, which is really good, photophobia, phonophobia, um, all very important. There is a bit of neck stiffness, which is really good because mm. that could be a sign of meningitism, um, and that can be attributable to much more than meningitis. So I think you've done really mm. well. And, yes, yeah, so mm. eliciting that family history as well. Um, of migraines and uh, subarachnoid hemorrhages because of a connective tissue issue. Oh, okay. I hadn't put that together, but thank you for crediting me. Oh, I thought... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um... <laughs> good to know. Good to know. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So, yeah, a lot of, a lot of subarachnoids. Um... Oh, subarachnoids sitting high now because, yeah. as you mentioned, the meningism... Is yes. also a feature of subarachnoid yes. hemorrhage. Correct. That's Correct. Where the bleed is occurring. That's right. That's right. So yeah, really good. Really good stuff. There. <laughs> bit of a bit of a facilitated thing there. But hey, this is what we're here for on Media Medicine. That's the alley oop, mate. That's right. There's no point being on top of the mountain by yourself because you need someone else to enjoy the view with you. That's what I always say. Uh, it is the alley-oop. Well done. It is the alley-oop. Um, so in, in light of that, uh, in terms of an examination, mate, what would you like? And as you ask me. For, for certain features on exam, I will give you any relevant results. Okay, to begin with, I'd like the vitals. Sure, so the temperature is 37.9 degrees. Uh, he is feeling a bit cooler at the moment than he was before. The heart rate is 114 beats per minute, so that's high. Rest rate of 24 is high. Uh, blood pressure is 88 over 34 and saturating at 97% on room air. Sorry, did you say the blood pressure was 88 on... Yes, 88 over 34, but it should be known that being just an absolute alpha athlete, um, yeah, he tends to... He says his normal blood pressure is about 100 over something. So, but yeah, it is 88 over 34. Okay. Is that... Are you sure that's an athlete thing? I thought that was more about heart rate. 
this is what he's saying, mate. So oh, I don't, yeah. I don't quite know. I mean, this man, this man, he's an actor. So oh, he just could be just, further. yeah, he could just be like chucking in random lines in there, you know. <laughs> but he says, oh, I usually sit about a hundred, which is not quite, you know. So ah, okay. So yeah. looking at those vitals, what I'm kind of worried about is he's got a tachycardia and yes. he's hypotensive. So mm-hmm. immediately, I'm thinking. He's hypovolemic for some reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, is that the correct word to use? Yeah. Yeah, um, it is. And the yeah. question is, is that a distributive uh, hypovolemia in mm. that is the fluid gone out of the vessels into the tissues or yep. is it a hemorrhagic Ooh, hypovolemia? I really love the way you, you, you <laughs> dealt with that. That was brilliant. Thanks, sir. Thanks, sir. So good. So, um, let's move on. Yeah. So he's not in a good. He's not in a good way. He's really. not. He's not. He's a, no. not a good set of vitals. It's quite no. amusing that he was managing to be such a humorous character while while he's in such. Which a could bad be very state. troubling. <laughs> Which could be very troubling. Mm, you know. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, okay. Let me think. I'd like to perform a neurological, full neurological assessment. Yep. So Absolutely. start off with. Uh, cranial nerve exam. Yeah, uh, nothing, that, nothing, uh, nothing odd on the cranial nerves. Okay. Um, I'd also look for papilledema. Also. Um, there's no papilledema. Okay. And what? Why were you looking for? What is papilledema, and why were you looking for it? <laughs> so papilledema is a swelling of the optic disc, mm. um, which is more a myth. Than a reality. Yes, I don't know correct. if anyone can actually. It's an exam question, isn't it? it? <laughs> it's an exam <laughs> um, but it's indicative of a raised intracranial pressure, which yes. can be due to a variety of reasons, including mm. a brain bleed, correct, um, or just inflammation in an encephalitis. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, so it's quite relevant here. Um, so moving onwards, the neurological exam. Yeah, start with the lower limb neurological mm-hmm. examination. Yeah, no, no, no sort of weaknesses of the lower okay. limb. And the upper limbs? No weaknesses of the upper limb either. Okay. Um, I would then perform a, wait, I'm just thinking back on my differentials. So I'm thinking subarachnoid meningitis. I mean, it's always, I'd probably do a quick little surgical cardio-respiratory examination. Yep, sure. Um, so heart sounds, dual no murmurs. Uh, in terms of RISP, obviously, he's he's got an elevated respiratory rate, but there's bilateral air entry, no added sounds there, and his abdomen is soft and non-tender. Hmm. Okay. I guess on general inspection, sorry, I probably should just ask Good about stuff, that. Is mate. there anything striking? Um, look, although despite his, uh, you know, cheerful uh, dialogue mm. with you, um, <laughs> he just doesn't seem in a good way, mate. Like okay. it's it's very, he's he's wanting his sunglasses, um, you know, oh. because it's too bright, um, which causes a bit of an issue because you can't examine him in the dark. Um, right. But right. and there's no sunglasses involved in the budgeting of the hospital. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's not in a. Something just feels off about this guy, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm really scraping the bottom of the barrel, Go on. and I'm coming Scrape. up empty-handed. Oh. 
<laughs> okay. Um, um, I'm, I'm, oh, come on, what else do I need? I, I always do this thing where I get tunnel vision for the differential. Yes. Okay, what I is your tunnel vision right now? What are you, what are you sort of zoning in? Meningitis or okay. subarachnoid hemorrhage. That's, I think that's good areas to be around because, once again, they're the ones you don't want to miss. Yeah, so right. I'm trying to think what examinations I need that can rule out any of the other things I was considering. Yep. But I don't know. I can't really think of any examinations that would be useful for ruling out the others. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to keep going. Yeah, no, I think you're in the right tunnel. That's always good to be in the right tunnel. <laughs> All right, are we moving on then? Um, yeah, I can I can provide a bit of other information for you on exam if you would like. Um, so you've had another very exuberant man. I want to stop here and just talk about med school culture. So Ooh. I wanted to I want to pose a question <laughs> to you because we're making really good time, right? Okay. So yeah. I got asked this question the other day by a fellow MD three. Okay. His name's Jonas. Um, he's actually the Northern School. So he was on a he was on a rotation with mm. an MD four. Mm. Okay, he's MD3. And the consultant asked the MD4 a question. It's a bit of a layup question. The MD4 didn't get it right. Uh, is, is Jonas obliged to, to have the back of the MD4 and not answer the question as well? Or does Jonas just go front dog the MD4? Depends on the nature of the relationship between Jonas and the MD4. Go on. Go on. Well, does he have respect for this MD4? I think Jonas, I mean, Jonas being a very good man. I think I think has baseline respect for everyone. This is the first day he's mm. met the MD4, so I mean he he doesn't know her from a bar I of mean, soap. Well, in that case, oh, the thing is, you don't want to um, look. It, I'm all about holding people up, but I don't think you should have to get down on your knees to hold someone up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think you should stand on your own two feet yes. at all times. Yep. and if yep. that man can't keep eye level with you that's his problem not yours i reckon (laughs) wow (laughs) yep no so i well i agree with you so what's actually happened is the md2 who's on your team has bristled has bristled at in their opinion the lack of your examination skills and what they've gone and said was that oh troy you had a you had a sore neck let me have a feel of that neck and it's quite tender the neck's mm. quite tender, and as they raise that the head a little bit, oh, shit. what actually happens is, um, you know, there's a bit of a raising, there's a bit of tenderness. Um, Can I jump in? Go so this is go that Alpha, Alpha sign. the MD2. No, so it's the clinical sign for meningitis. Yes. Is it Koenig's? No. Oh, you were oh. nearly there. You were is nearly there. So there is a Koenig sign. Oh, there is. Yep, but, the one, but this one, what I was talking about, was Brudzinski's sign. Oh. Have you heard of Brudzinski's sign? <laughs> I feel like I'll never forget Brudzinski's <laughs> sign now. Yep, so Brudzinski's sign, once again, I'm, I, I've only seen it happen because I'll talk about this case and the actual real-life consequences of this case afterwards. Okay. But I've only seen it done and be successful in this setting, in this very case. I've only seen it done once. So essentially, if you have flexion, passive flexion of the neck, you get sort of like an involuntary friction of the knees and hips, and it can be quite sore as well. Wow. And it is a sign of meningeal irritation. Yeah, but the issue with that is, is that... Stretching the that's right. But the issue with that is it's not specific to meningitis. 
because like we said before, mm. subarachnoid hemorrhage can also cause meningeal irritation, mm. right? So, but there is a positive Brzezinski sign. Okay, yep. so the money is in the meninges. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> That's okay. right. Good to know. All right. So I guess at the end of all of that, you are now looking really at meningitis versus subarachnoid. Yes. Essentially. Indeed, indeed. So I guess we're on to investigation. Sure, go for it. I mean, at this stage, do I still need to do the basic investigations like an ECG? It's totally up to you. And what you've got to remember is that these investigations, or at least the basic ones, would be having happening concurrently yeah. with you doing the history and the exam. So let's 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 go for it. Yep. All right. I mean, I guess when he came in, he'd have the ECG done. Mm-hmm. They'd get yep. an IV line in him. Yeah, so the so, ECG shows sinus tachycardia, but no okay. no other sort of issues. Good. Good. Um, urine dipstick. Yep. Clear. Okay. So the basic one, oh, the, I guess you get the glucose out of the way as well. Yeah, yeah, no, that's all good. Don't for, yeah. ever forget the glucose. Yeah. It's a very good one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, moving on to bloods, uh, you'd have an FPC done. Yes, for sure. Uh, very high white cell count. Okay, so yep. that's leaning me more towards meningitis at the mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Actually, is that fair to say? Because you get inflammation in subarachnoid hemorrhage you do you do but this is like a marked like okay neutrophils okay. up white cells up yeah all right um what other bloods would i want uec i guess yeah nothing <laughs> <laughs> absolutely nothing um geez i'm so rusty that's okay I'm brother that's a, you're doing well you're doing well like I think you're doing better than you think you are, which just oh, speaks okay. to your lofty standards. <laughs> you know, so yeah, no, you're doing well. I mean, I know what functionally would be ordered, but I'm struggling to justify a lot of them. So, for example, I guess I could order a coags and say if he's in a state of, um, what do you call it, like easy bleeding. Yep. No, that's coag- <laughs> Is that the yeah. word? Hypercoagulopathy. <laughs> Yeah. Coagulable state. Yeah, no, no issues with the coax. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to stop fumbling around investigations I know I don't need. So I want a head CT. <laughs> Brilliant. Talk <laughs> me through why you're looking for a head CT. Here. Okay. So because the MD2 is- upstart says, why don't we do a lumbar puncture? Oh. Um, yeah. So here we go now. Let's open up that can of worms and here dump it go. all over the substance. They activated my trap card. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Yu-Gi-Oh reference. That's a good game. Yeah, I actually never played Yu-Gi-Oh. I, I loved Yu-Gi-Oh. I lost yeah. a friend over Blue Eyes Ultimate Dragon. Oh, I know that meme as well. Bro, it was so bad. It wasn't a meme. It was my life. <laughs> he was my only friend. Anthony, if you're hearing this, <laughs> please come back to me. <laughs> nah, I was more of a Pokemon man myself. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, that's a good generation. Wow, (laughs) wow. (laughs) Okay, moving onwards. I'm old, (laughs) Kevin. So, head CT. Go on now. There's a few reasons I want a head CT. The first reason is I still want to rule out a subarachnoid hemorrhage, so that will have the characteristic. Um, how do I say it in like medical language? Basically, you see the is it the ventricles are filled yeah. with blood? Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah. it has a very characteristic appearance. Mm. I'm, I'm just Google it. I'm, yeah. I don't know how to describe it. I no, should learn yeah. how to describe that. Though. Yeah. Let's uh, just say that if you knew how to read a CT scan and there was a subarachnoid, it would be quite easily identified. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think exactly. that's a fair point. Yeah. Okay. The The main reason, though, that I'm about mm. to flex on the ND. Go on. Go on. Is... The problem with doing an LP is if they have raised intracranial pressure, yes. the pressure is going to kind of take that opportunity when you create that hole to um, dissipate downwards. Correct. So unfortunately your brain will follow that pathway and herniate, yep. Yep. Um, which is problematic That's right. uh, because your brain stem is there, which has important control of your breathing apparatus. Mm. So Mm. if your brain herniates, you're you're calling it a day. Troy's not getting back on the court. He cannot get his head in the game. Um, So the head CT allows you to definitively um, know Mm. if they have raised intracranial pressure. Correct. So we do the head CT first. It's yep. quick. It's so easy. there's no there's no signs of hemorrhage and there's okay. no uh, obvious signs of raised intracranial pressure. And that coupled along with the mythical sign of no papilledema mm. um, has convinced you that there is no um, there's no risk of that. Right. And I think something with uh, maybe we should sort of touch on with intracranial pressure. Um, if you think about your head or a skull, um, sort of it's a close defined shape isn't it and and everything is in balance you've got the blood you've got the brain tissue you've got the cerebrospinal fluid and they are all maintained uh, in a particular proportion and if one of those compartments starts to increase um, it's actually going to affect the other compartments and it's going to affect that balance and the actual pressure inside the head or inside the skull is going to start changing up. And then, you know, we can get into a whole new other discussion in another podcast, but about the consequences and how you can tell that's happening. But that's what we mean by increased intracranial pressure. It is a, it is an emergency, mm. essentially, especially if it's happening rapidly, which is why Kaven um, pretty much academically bashed the second, uh, I was going to say two-year-old. Um, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, essentially, that's why you want to make sure clinically and imaging-wise that there is no risk of increased intracranial pressure. That's not happening. Mm. Otherwise, essentially, your brain is going to evacuate itself through the through the little hole in the base of your skull. And that's yeah. what we call coning sometimes. So, yes, yes, yes. And yeah. clinically, other than the papilledema, mm. some, yeah, the other classic signs of increasing intracranial pressure is if they start to lose their mental status a bit. Correct. Uh, focal neurological signs, yep. which mm-hmm. is the point of the neuro exam. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that maybe they can have a seizure. That's right. And then you sort of get, you know, your Cushing's triad coming in, isn't it? Which is the oh, uh, yeah. the hypertension, bradycardia, and like irregular, irregular, shallow, irregular respirations and stuff like that. I think I'm just not going to comment because I remember what it's called, but beyond that, <laughs> wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly search this up because I mean I'm yeah. on such an academic high because oh, mate, it was right, it, it was right. right. So it was hypertension, bradycardia, so low low heart rate, high blood pressure, and then the irregular respirations are like Haven said, that really last almost terminal point as the brainstem is being compressed. And then you've obviously got your, breathing, your respiratory centers and other 
sort of important functional centers that are there as well. Um, so that's a sign of, you know, things are really going badly. Um, so, mate, there's no – you're cleared for a lumbar puncture at the end of the day. So would you like that lumbar puncture to happen? Yeah, I reckon you go on. Yeah, brilliant. Good stuff. Um, so, yeah, so Caven's done a lumbar puncture. And, Caven, do you want to just maybe in one sentence just say what a lumbar puncture is and what information would you like to elicit from that, mate? Yes. So a lumbar puncture is a method of sampling the cerebrospinal fluid that's yep. contained within the meninges. Mm-hmm. The reason we want to do that is because we want to know the pathogen that's colonized, that usually mm. sterile area. Yep. Um, and by taking a sample, one it allows us to identify the pathogen. Mm-hmm. And from there, we can tailor our treatment. Brilliant. That. Speaking of, Go on. Um, you do want to have a consideration of when slash if you're going to introduce antibiotics during mm. the diagnostic pathway. Because at yep. this stage, we're pretty certain. Yes. Uh, well, not just we're certain, but the likelihood of it being meningitis has Correct. reached that threshold where yep. we're willing to start treating. Correct. Correct. Um, but obviously, let's say it is bacterial meningitis. Mm. If we start throwing antibiotics at it, yep. it's good in terms of the patient outcome. Correct. But it'll also mean that our lumbar puncture is going to be a bit trickier yep. because um, the bacteria is already getting. Yep. hit by a bus mm-hmm. so there's that decision to be made if they're in yeah. a really bad state yep. you would just go straight with the antibiotics absolutely it's more important to keep them alive absolutely um whereas if they're in a better state kind of like troy is yeah uh we'll do that lumbar puncture before we start treatment because it's yep. not quite as urgent and it means now we'll be able to have a really tailored treatment regimen correct and 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 caven has hit on something really well is the fact that and this was sort of what the ed consultant was explaining to me about this case is that if you're thinking about it and your two differentials at this point in time are a subarachnoid hemorrhage and meningitis giving antibiotics even if it's a subarachnoid hemorrhage giving a dose of antibiotics is not going to make them deteriorate mm. you know like it's a it's a, it's a high reward low sort of you know risk mm situation to do so Kevin's absolutely right you ideally want to start antibiotics within one hour of presentation and symptoms and that sort of mm. stuff that seems to be the golden hour there um and then you can go for that lumbar puncture um the proper golden hour which i've recently <laughs> understood as an instagram thing with the direction of the sunlight um and girls tend to use this for photos um so i'm not sure if you heard hashtag golden hour um but Kevin's <laughs> absolutely right so He's done the investigations, he's done the lumbar puncture, and essentially this has confirmed that um, it is a bacterial meningitis. They've been able to uh, do some gram staining, and they've, they've, they're convinced that, you know, gram-negative diplococci, so it's Neisseria meningitis, which is one of the common bacteria there. Um, they also noticed that it was very low in glucose um, and high in protein, which is, which is I guess, uh, typical for a bacteria, I mm. guess. So, so Kevin, yeah, mate, go for so it. In terms of, I always remember this. So go on. In terms of the common pathogens for mm. bacterial meningitis, mm. uh, you want to think about it in three age groups. So yes. you've got um, adults, yep. it'll be strep pneumoniae. Yep. Um, in young adults, 
it'll be Neisseria meningitidis because mm. of it's the kissing disease. So it's got that spread oh. by kissing. And if you think about young adults, you know, they're a bit more active in that sphere. Um, Speak for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> not to make any judgments. Um, and then babies, I think it's like group B strep. Group B strep. Group B um, strep. Listeria is pretty big there as well. Yes. Absolutely. So, mate, in terms of – and one thing I want to mention, um, sort of because there are – I know you like mnemonics. Um, so in terms of lumbar puncture, the indications to get some imaging um, is essentially because you're trying to make sure that your LP is not going to be a failure. Mm. Um, if you think about LP fails, F-A-I-L-S. So F, if there's any focal neurology, you want to make sure you get a CT scan. A, altered mental state, want to make sure they get a CT scan. I, if they're immunocompromised or... Because obviously then going into the what's a sterile space, you can introduce infection. Or if there are clinical signs of increased intracranial pressure, L for brain tumors, lesions, etc. And S if they've been having seizures. So F-A-I-L-S, those are the five main indications which are going to say, let's get some imaging, imaging before we do the do the lumbar puncture. Right. Um, okay. So something good, good, to, good to remember. So, mate, onwards we go. Godspeed to management. So we talked about the antibiotics. Yeah. Um, how would we like to deliver these? IV, oral? Yeah, definitely IV. Yep. Yep. Uh, so how it would have worked logistically is, because obviously the LP results take a little bit of time to come yes. back. Yep. So we would have started on an empiric regimen. Yep. And now that we know it's an area, we yep. can, um, what do you call it? Tailor it? No, Tailor they, it, yeah. Uh, what's the word streamline Uh, yeah i don't know i'm i'm gesticulating right now (laughs) (laughs) i'm not sure what the word is but yeah basically tailor it specifically to trading um i'm worried you're about to ask me what antibiotics no no i never would and the reason for that is i think empiric antibiotics is a good answer because every and this is what i've sort of learned coming out of my pediatric rotation and you as you go into yours soon is that you'll eventually learn the antibiotics, but they change depending on where you're practicing, which country, which state, etc. Mm. But one thing to remember is that you're probably going to choose an antibiotic that is able to penetrate the blood-brain barrier and actually get into the, oh, you yeah. know, into the cerebrospinal space. Oh, that's space. Kef, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Kef, Kef, yep. Yeah, yep, yep, mm. Kef, Kef so, yep. Uh, brilliant, mate. Any other medications that you think this person requires? Yes. So, you are in addition to the empiric antibiotics. Yep. There's also an indication for dexamethasone. Yes. Because their brain is likely that whole area is a little bit inflamed, which is going to increase intracranial pressure. So, mm-hmm. the handy thing about steroids is they reduce inflammation. Correct. So that will reduce the kind of intragranial pressure. Not that he's showing extreme signs, but Mm -hmm. obviously we'd like to prevent that happening in the first place. Yeah. In terms of other things, he's very hypotensive. Yes. So there's an indication for fluid management. So, yeah, we've got the whole supportive suite now, the uh, ABCD. 
Yep. A, B, C. <laughs> so you got airway. Those are, those are the first three letters. Um, correct. So fluid management, pain management, yeah. um, you know, moving him to a nice quiet room, where he, but he's going to be uh, monitored neurologically. Um, anti-medics like on Dancetron is what you mentioned as well. Um, and yeah, mate, something uh, with DEX for optimum results, they say uh, administer the DEX usually before or whilst you're giving that dose of antibiotics. Right. Um, but you should never delay antibiotics just to get the DEX. Right. So antibiotics yeah. are king. Uh, DEX just as a crown. Just because you don't have a crown, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're, you're not the king, essentially, <laughs> is the way I like to think about it. Um, mate, that brings us to the end of the episode. That was you did well. What a you, marathon! Oh you did well. Lord. That was very good. That, are you standing or sitting? Because I'm, I'm standing, my, <laughs> oh my God, jeez. Well, yeah, mate. Oh, Caven's <laughs> just flashed me his two pepperonis on his chest. Um, yeah, how do you, how did you think you went there? How how was that case? Oof. I think. In my mind, it it went okay, but I think I need to work more on articulating what I'm actually mm. thinking, mm. Uh, which is a difficult skill and yep. quite important in the medicine yep. actually. Yep. So, absolutely, yeah, this was a good training run. That's it. Um, and and, yeah. and yeah, and so I guess the the last the last thing I would want to say is that this is a real life case. So this is a real life case for when I was a nursing student in the ED in New oh, Zealand. Oh wow. And we had a patient, we thought it was migraines, we thought it could have been a subarachnoid, whatever. And and in fact, everyone jumped on the migraines because they had no risk factors for meningitis, etc. Mm. Turned out to be meningitis. And unfortunately, oh it was a bit of a delayed pickup. And that person, you know, had has some has had some neurological consequences. So I think it's something that I've always remembered is that sort of when it comes to those red flags for for certain systems. Um, you you obviously have your high risk groups, but you never want to just put that to the side, no matter how tempting or leading the family history or past medical history uh, would be, because this this uh, young person did have a history of getting really bad migraines as well. So I think everyone sort of yeah. zoned in on that, and you get nausea, you get photophobia, you get vomiting with migraines mm. as well. So it's just about m- ruling out those red flags, and then you can sit easy if it is a sort of primary cause. Because As my impression to, is meningitis is quite rare, right? It is. It is quite rare. It is quite rare, and part of the reason why it's rare now is that you know people are getting you know meningococcal vaccinations. People aren't you know living. It tends to happen in immunocompromised, overcrowded mm-hmm. situations, um, and of course that is still the case, especially the overcrowding in our first world countries. But it was because it was a rare, not everyday diagnosis yeah. um, that it was sort of blindsided while well, the person was blindsided and then turned out to have pretty tragic consequences, I guess. So uh, they should have listened to media medicine or maybe media medicine should have been around before. <laughs> I was um, wondering how you were going to pull this back from such a somber conclusion. Hey, don't worry, brother. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. So yeah, mate, any, any closing comments or you're happy to leave it there? No. I think I think that was a very thorough case. Uh, we go. I have a lot uh, to measure <laughs> up to next, next. These are extremely gonna... humbling processes. These <laughs> cases is they're like we sort of know if you're the person answering the question, you're sort of yeah. like I need to revise everything. <laughs> and then if you're the person who's done a good case, and you're like shit, I have to raise the bar. 
When but, you um, told yeah. me it was going to be a neuro case this afternoon, I I physically shuddered because <laughs> <laughs> I've I've decided pediatrics at the moment. Yes, now. I've not not been thinking much. Well, I'll tell you what, mate. Yeah. Meningitis, high yield topic in pediatrics. Oh, You'd be oh yeah, wasn't yeah. it the assessment? For it the was the actual exam that we had about three weeks ago. Was a was a meningitis case, uh, but unfortunately, in that two month old, it's very hard to ask a two month old whether they have neck stiffness. Well, you can ask it; they'll just look at you. Um, yeah. So no, enjoy pediatrics, man. I'm in mental health. Um, I'm no as a placement, um, and um, yeah, um, I'm not quite sure whether I'm digging mental health, but I'm just going to let it happen and. Uh, what yeah. uh, team are you with? Well, I rotate. So, you know, I've, I've sort of done one week with a maternal fetal uh, unit, sort of oh. a postnatal depression, et cetera, right. a little bit of group therapy. Um, yeah. Got told I have really nice arms conducive to lifting babies. Um, so uh, I can actually say that. Yeah, I've got very, very supportive biceps apparently. Um, but yeah, and and this week I think I'm in the acute inpatient unit, which I'm really oh, looking forward to. That'll be more interesting. But yeah, that'll be more interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah, I am missing the medicine, but it's good to sort of get away and do something a little bit different for yeah, five weeks, 100%. I guess. No, I enjoyed yeah. the psychiatric rotation. It's <laughs> yeah, I know, I know made you. Made some interesting people. <laughs> and you wonder, you find yourself relating too much to them. Mate, sometimes. I have so many diagnoses right now. <laughs> oh yeah. goodness but mate this has been good fun and uh we'll catch you guys next time and uh episode 17 done and dusted get your I head in the game already at 17 after like two years hey hey <laughs> hey <laughs> well yeah there's no, that's indefensible as, as a young man at conference actually told me mate i really like your podcast but does it take long to do and i was like no how much preparation is there not much he's like then what's your excuse <laughs> oh. That's some heavy stuff. That's actually so, a good question. Yeah, we'll there we go. We'll answer it by next episode in six months. There we go. There we go. 2023, the return. All right, mate. Good talking to you, and uh, we'll catch you next time. You. Yeah, well done. Thanks for the case. Awesome. Mate. See you soon.